Hi everyone, I'm Glenn Gao, CEO of Crimson Marketing. Welcome to Moneyball for Marketing, where we talk about the incredible changes happening in marketing organizations around big data and marketing technology. We feature marketing technology insights from the top marketers in the world. The reference to Moneyball is from the story of how the Oakland A's baseball team were able to win and win and win because they figured out how to use data and technology to their advantage. If you'd like to learn about how to use big data and marketing technology and marketing to help you win, visit us at crimsonmarketing.com or email us at info at crimsonmarketing.com. And now on to our podcast. Today, I am very pleased to welcome Cash Shake, Vice President of Marketing and Business Development at Ruckus Wireless. As the VP of Marketing, Cash is Chief of All Marketing, Corporate Communications, and Alliance Business Development Teams. So how does Ruckus describe themselves? Ruckus Wireless delivers simply better wireless for more than 61,000 enterprise, service provider, government, and small business customers worldwide. The company is focused on technology innovation, partner ecosystems, and customer service, yielding the best possible wireless experience for the most challenging indoor and outdoor environments. Cash, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for having me here, Glenn. We were talking earlier about what you're trying to do at Ruckus in marketing, and you have some stories for us. Why don't you just introduce uh, what you're doing there to the audience and take us through your thought process. Sure, so um, I joined Ruckus a little over a year ago, um, a year and two months to be exact. Um, the things that we had going for us obviously was a very successful company, um, Ruckus, when I joined. Um, in 2014, between 2013 and 2014, our revenue grew 24% year over year. So we, I joined a successful company. And, and when you join a successful company, you have to understand what's working and not working. And as a leader for marketing um, in the beginning, I listened to a lot of um, folks and stakeholders to understand what was working for us. And what I really call that was marketing 1.0. So the marketing 1.0 um, really helped shape shape Ruckus's brand in terms of creating a differentiated brand, which is really important, especially for a small company, because you need to have a unique voice and and an interesting uh, interesting attribute to your brand if you want to be known and want to stand out from the rest of the rest of the market. Well, uh, especially that last part, right? The ability to stand out requires high differentiation. Absolutely. Um, and so that was working for us. We had a dis differentiated brand, but in terms of getting the awareness and driving the demand um, for that differentiated brand, I think we had an opportunity to leverage more of the brand and tell that story in that voice and tone, which is differentiated. Um, and most of uh, the things we were leveraging in marketing as a part of marketing 1.0 before I joined was much more of what I call the traditional marketing. And then, as um, I said, it's important to understand what's working before you take it to the next level. Having a differentiated brand and not having 
uh, the ability to leverage that to drive the awareness and demand um, really uh, was an opportunity for us to take it to the next level. And then I came up with what I call the marketing 2.0 strategy. And this marketing 2.0 strategy is really based on what I call contemporary approach to marketing. Right. Some other folks um, call it digital marketing, but I think digital is really an overused word and can mean different things to different people. So, you know, in, in, the, in simpler words, it's much more of a modern or a contemporary approach to marketing, leveraging the multi-channel strategy, leveraging um, uh, the mobile, considering 50% um, of the traffic that comes to our website is from mobile devices. And so, it's um, the contemporary marketer is a lot more able to measure what they're doing, right? Exactly. I think that is really the difference between the traditional marketing or the contemporary marketing, that it can be very targeted and it can be very measurable. You can measure... Uh, the conversion rate from the clicks, you can measure, you can have the data or the analytics to understand where the traffic is coming from. You can use tools such as retargeting based on those analytics to really increase your conversion rate. Mm -hmm. So the marketers are much more in control if they are leveraging the contemporary marketing approach and contemporary marketing tools. Right, it's, it's a lot more about being smarter about who's coming to your website, who has engaged with you and continuing to be able to engage with them in a, in a different way. Exactly. And I think the, the key is engagement because a lot of times the marketers are so much more focused on selling and marketing at the audience. The key, key is really understanding why your customers or the prospects engage with you. My view is very simple. You have to be able to tell a story. You have to tell it before you sell it, is what I say. <laughs> I like that. And, and what I mean by that is you have to add value. As a marketer, there is so much content out there. You need to be able to provide some value to the audience before you start marketing at them. And what do, what do I mean by value? Value is, again, very simple. There has to be some sort of either learning or it has to be entertaining or interesting. That's the only two. These are the only two reasons that the prospects or the customers engage with you. So you need to engage them, tell them the story and understand your brand. And especially the fact with Ruckus, we have an advantage of having a differentiated brand, which is really edgy and humorous. So we need to reflect that in the content that we are creating. Yeah. And then use these modern or contemporary marketing um, channels, what I call the multi-channel approach to drive the awareness and the demand. So question for you, I, I like the tell it before you sell it. And that, that means that we need to understand how effective our telling is or engagement is. Tell us a little bit about how do you measure the effectiveness of engagement? Um, it, I think some of it is um, based on distribution. So the key is you need to have the right content, which is engaging. And then the rest of it is um, the channels or the distribution. There is this quote that I really like, content is king, but distribution is queen, and she wears the pants, right? <laughs> I, and, and I wish it was my quote, and it's not my quote, actually. It's from uh, this guy, Jonathan Perelman. He used to be at BuzzFeed. But the point is, 
as much as it is important for the marketers to focus on the content which is differentiated and is adding value and is telling a story, they need to be able to understand how the buyers are making the buying decisions. Right, right. right. So the fact that marketing is changing is really because, not because all of these tools, these are cool tools that we need to be using, as in um, uh, these uh, social channels and analytics and mobile and search and all those cool things, but the, but the challenge is really the fact that the buyer's behavior is changing. So we, the key is to keep in mind how the buyers are making decisions. So according to one of the reports, 50 per, more than 50% of the buyers do the research before online, before engaging with any of the vendors. Right, and I've heard as high as 70%. Right, as much as 70%, and I've seen in some cases even higher than 70%. So a large portion of the buyers are doing the research online. And then we need to dig in a little deeper to understand how they are making uh, these decisions, how they are doing the research. So Google did a study of um, 3,000 business-to-business buyers to understand a little more about how they are doing this research and going about researching the vendors. And obviously, as you know, they, they are keen on understanding the search, which is important because a lot of people use search to um, find out about the product and the solution. But as a result of this study, one of the things they found out, which is really interesting, is the fact that these buyers, these business-to-business buyers, typically do up to 12 searches prior to engaging with a vendor. Now, for example, um, you know, let's say you know, if you look at um, Ruckus, uh, we may think that they would look for ruckus Wi-Fi, considering we provide the best Wi-Fi. But you know, based on the study, the interesting thing is um, these buyers are not doing a, the the searches on the brand. Right. They start with a problem. They have a problem. Right. They have a poor Wi-Fi, which may be a result of using one of our competitors. But that's beside the point. <laughs> the point is they have a problem and they are doing these searches and they do up to 12 searches before they get to the vendor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what does this mean for the marketers? It really is an interesting and important point to keep in mind as you're designing your modern or if you want to call it digital marketing strategy that you keep your you make your search both the paid search as well as organic search designed in a way that you keep their key search uh, words in mind and not just worry about pushing your brand create that engagement before you push your brand and then if you're using these tools to answer your earlier questions it's easier to understand how much is your search effective how right. much is your paid social on LinkedIn and Twitter? People are, you know, clicking um, your various pieces of content or your various um, images based on how you create it. And and one of the story I want to share as a part of um, some of the learnings. I okay. mean, the benefit of um, these modern tools is the fact that, as we discussed earlier, you can really measure it. Okay, tell now, us, tell us measuring work both ways. Measuring works, okay, you do something which is really doing well and it goes viral um, and it's really taking off, which is really good. But ideally that doesn't, you know, <laughs> that doesn't happen all the time. So 
in some cases, measurement is really about why is it not working? So we launched one of the campaigns as a part of our tier one announcement, which was leveraging paid, uh, paid social media. And one of the things we realized was really making sure that um, we use the right imagery for the right audience. So as much as these tools are important, as in you're using digital and you can measure it and you're using search, it's also important to keep the customer in mind. I know this is like the basic, but that's really important for the marketers to understand and keep in mind that even if you have all these tools, at the, on the other side, there is a user and that user may be at a C level, that user may be at the network manager level or IT level. And, and the results really helped us because let's say we had an imagery which was much, fo much more focused on the products. Right. And the message itself was focused on C-level audience. Mm -hmm. We were not getting as much click rate as we expected and, and, uh, and the conversion rate. That makes Even sense. if it was simple, but the benefit of digital is you can look at the data and really understand why is it not working and make shifts. And we did change it and we changed it to much more higher level um, imagery, which is aligned with the care about of uh, the C-level audience. And then the click rate and the conversion rate went up. So that's really how you want to design your strategy in a way that you, know, you can turn down or turn up the knobs. And, and, and learn and, through and, it. And one thing I want to say about that that I really like about digital is that you can do that almost in real time, right? You can watch that a uh, campaign is not working and try something right then and there and exactly. see if it improves. Exactly. And, and these are kind of, in some cases, mini campaigns as well, especially if you are using um, paid social media as a part of your campaign and you're creating tweets or LinkedIn updates, it's much more easier now to be able to change it in real time and have a few options and play around with it and figure out what is really working and not working and have some learning that you, know, you can leverage as a part of an ongoing improvement process. Oh, it's a great story. Um, and, and, and it reduces the cost or the fear of running campaigns because you don't have to wait until the campaign is completely run through, you've spent all the money, you can actually just make the modifications as you go. I love that part about uh, the, the, the digital environment. Exactly, and then I think it's, it's as simple as, let's say if, if you go for the traditional means, which I think in some cases is still relevant, but the challenge is measurement, because let's say if I spend $200,000 per month for a billboard on 101, right? Yep, yep, um, yep. Or Highway 101. The challenge is I don't know <laughs> how many right. clicks are there. <laughs> I right. don't know how I adjust up or down. I don't know how people are reacting. You can get some anecdotal and you know feedback, but it's very hard to measure the, the traditional marketing spend versus um, the, the digital or the modern, especially when it comes to advertising. That's right. I think there will always be parts of marketing where we, we have to take a leap of faith that the investment is a good one unless we want to go spend a lot of money to research uh, the drivers to find out if they have uh, unaided recall of the billboard, which is pretty expensive to go do that. So you can, you can experiment with it um, and make it part of your overall marketing mix and then measure everything else that you can measure. Exactly. That's exactly right. And it's, it's really, you know, that's, that's where, you know, the multi-channel comes in because you have to keep in mind the modern 
channels or the newer channels, but at the same time, depending on the audience and where your audience are, as we discussed earlier, it's really about understanding uh, your customer and the users, where they are, how they are buying, making the buying decisions. In the IT world, as you know, the, the, the users are very familiar with the technology. Right. So they are much more of the early adopters of the technology, for example, mobile. And as I said earlier, 50% of the traffic on our website comes from mobile. Now, if you look at what's happening is not only mobile is taking off, but at the same time, the social media, how people read news and how people get the information is different. For example, if I look at myself, because you know I, I do use modern technology, I, I, even if I use the read newspaper, but I have my phone next to my bed and I use it as an alarm clock, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And then when I wake up, obviously I use it as an alarm clock, but I look at the feed. I'm looking at the feed from my social media channels, you know, or even my um, corporate marketing channels in terms of how people are reacting. And at the same time, in between these um, updates from me or from the company, there is uh, this news that I'm reading. So it's, it's really it has really changed how people consume information and, and how your buyers are consuming information. And, and you have to design your marketing strategy, keeping that in mind and, and making sure it's aligned with how your, your customers and the users are consuming the information. Right. Didn't you tell me a story about um, uh, measuring share of voice as one of the, one of the key measurements? Right, right. And here's another saying that I and I use. It's again, it's not my saying, but you know, I, I strongly believe what you cannot measure, you cannot improve. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. So, share of voice is a measure where you look at your market share and then you assess your either your traditional channels or your social media channels and understand what is your share of voice. So our market share overall is a little over 7% in the Wi-Fi market. And um, last quarter when we did uh, the analysis of uh, share of social voice, it was uh, at least three times our market share. So it was more than 20%. And even the traditional uh, share of voice was um, close to um, 14%. So that, that really helps you understand after doing all of these things, you're leveraging what I call, you know, marketing 2.0 strategy, where the content is really engaging, you're telling it before you're selling it, you're adding the value, you're using all of the modern or digital channels, understanding the customers, and you're using all of the tools that can measure and help you adjust up or down. But at the end of the day, what is the effect? Because you know, my job as the marketing leader is to grow the business. Right, right. How are we growing the business? One of the measures is share of voice because it really helps us understand with all of these things, is it more than our market share or is it less and how we can adjust? Yeah, That's I think it's I mean. a, I think a, a cash, it's a great leading indicator, right? If you're, if your market share is 7% and your share of voice is over 20%, um, if I were, if I were your, your, uh, the, the board or the CEO looking at these stats, I'd say, okay, that, sh that better be a leading indicator that we're getting. That means people are talking about us. 
and that needs to start to convert. So I'd want to then go to the next level of, okay, how do we turn those into conversions? How do we turn those into qualified leads? How do we turn them into opportunities, et cetera? Exactly, right? Because what it really means, as you said, that the, our prospects or our customers have heard about our message. And then as our sales teams go and engage with them, this is not the first time they are hearing from Ruckus. They have already heard about our brand. And this is more than just our existing customers because it's obviously higher than our market share. So it creates the pull for the sales team in addition to the push as they go and engage if marketing is doing it right. And it's very hard for anyone to argue the data. And as you said, if I go in front of my CEO and the board, this is one of the first that I share. And obviously my goal is to continue to increase it. But this is how this is one of the measure of is it going in the right direction? Is it helping create the pull and then convert it into the leads and drive the demand? Oh, that's great. That's great. And I wish we had time to go through your entire funnel, but we're actually running out of time, Cash. So let me just ask you one last question about the future. If you were to look forward as to what do you want to do in the area of data and technology within your marketing organization over the next year or so, where, where would you invest? Um, I think in some cases is going back to the basics because um, the modern marketing or the digital marketing or contemporary, whatever we want to call it, um, you have to keep in mind the state of your organization. So in the last one year, I made a lot of changes in terms of bringing in the new people which are much more uh, familiar and conversant with the new tools. But at the same time, looking at the overall state of the organization, if I want to grow some of my people, we need to continue to invest. And it takes some time for the organization um, to go towards much more of the modern marketing. So my view is looking forward, first of all, we need to continue this direction of marketing 2.0 and, and using much more of the modern marketing and continue to market and, and leverage the tools in the day and age we live in, but at the same time, continue to invest and grow the organization um, that can really help us to take um, the marketing to the next level and help become the growth engine for the business, which I think is really the benefit at the end of the day. Right. Right. All of these tools that marketing can now be measurable and marketing can become the growth engine to drive the business versus being seen as one of the cost centers. That's fantastic. Well, Cash, thank you very much. I really appreciate your contribution today and I've learned a great deal. Same here. Enjoyed a lot and um, have a good day. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes and tell your friends about us. You can also go to our website, crimsonmarketing.com, and sign up for our free monthly newsletter featuring the very best of our marketing insights, featured Moneyball for Marketing podcasts, and one of our favorite features called Bad Marketing. Or email me at info at crimsonmarketing.com. Thanks for listening to Moneyball for Marketing from Crimson Marketing. Have a great week and let us know if we can help you in any way.